Hey guys, this is Tim Hart. Welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. I'm the branch manager here at Van Dyke Mortgage in Fort Myers and bringing you this podcast today. I uh, had a chance to uh, continue our Ask an Expert series about the history of Southwest Florida. Um, we just did one on North Fort Myers. This one is about home sweet home. It's Cape Coral, Florida. Uh, that's why I was born and raised. And so we're going to talk about that today with Wendy Schroeder. She's the president of Cape Coral Historical Museum. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this and talk about my past here a little bit, but then mainly dive into the history of Cape Coral with Wendy. So hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Maybe you know someone that's interested in Cape Coral and they'd like to hear about it. So guys, again, hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Heartbeat Show podcast with Tim Hart, talking mortgage, real estate, and whatever else is happening in our Southwest Florida community and around the world. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, this is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage here in Fort Myers, Florida. Thanks for being here. Uh, we got a new series going, it's about the history of Southwest Florida. Uh, we just released one last week uh, with the history of Norfolk Myers. This week, we're hitting a little close to home for Tim here. We're doing the history of Cape Coral. So today, we, uh, we brought in a heavy hitter. Uh, we got Wendy Schroeder from Cape Coral Historical Museum. Wendy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you. Doing good. I'm glad we're here. We got all the audio stuff fixed and <laughs> video. We're ready to rock and roll now, right? Yeah, that's history. <laughs> hey, oh, nailed it. Um, so you guys, uh, Wendy is the president of Cape Coral Historical Museum. So Wendy, before we get started, because you guys out there, um, we're going to dig deep into the history of Cape Coral. Uh, it should be pretty cool. Wendy's got a lot of knowledge. It'll be neat to hear from her on this, but Wendy first with the Cape Coral Historical Museum, um, you know, some people may, may not even know that museum exists. So tell us about the museum, where it's at and what you guys do, okay? Well, what we do is share the history of Cape Coral with, with anyone that comes into the area. We're um, located just near the city hall um, on Cultural Park Boulevard beside the theater. Um, and we offer everything from, well, we just received our new addition to the museum our bone fossil that the city just presented to us yeah so go from the bone fossil right uh, to either a mammoth or a mastodon we're not sure which it is and then we go to the native americans and then to the homesteaders which is dear to your heart the yeah. reason you're here so we go which we can talk about a little bit later yeah um, and then we go to the the Rosen brothers, how they developed Cape Coral and then to the incorporation of, of the city. And, um, and we would love to share it with anyone that has an interest in history and maybe those that might not think they have an interest. Yeah, it's a pretty neat place. I need to get back in there because it's been a while. Um, and, and Wendy just, Wendy mentioned it just for all you guys out there uh, listening and maybe you don't know, um, you know my family's history, but I was born and raised in North Cape Coral uh, my mom was, and my granddaddy and his parents settled in North Cape Coral. Uh, Nelson Road is named after them. And so from Nelson Road 
over to Pine Island to Jakita, like that whole corridor was their whole homestead. So, you know, I had a lot of stories from my granddaddy about, and my mom and her family about old Cape Coral and stuff, but I'm really uh, excited to hear you talk about it and, and fill me in here. Well, we're very fortunate that your family has been very good to us and have donated quite a few items that we can now share with generations of people that come to Cape Coral. So that's a, that was a gift from your family to the museum. Oh, awesome. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. My granddaddy loved you guys in museum, my granddaddy and grandma. So um, it's really neat. I know they were uh, always happy to help with you guys and um, donate things and all that fun stuff. So that's cool. Thank you. Well, I'm glad we have another generation that's doing that, carrying on the tradition. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a video, so <laughs> we'll see what else. Yeah. All right, you ready to get rolling? I'm ready, but you weren't right. the only homesteader there, were you? There were others. Yep, let's there hear about were, them. And I, I have a few cheat sheets, so I don't want to miss anybody, but there were the Powells. They came, um, and they were in the Bayshore area, uh, and we also had the Corbett's, and there is the, the Corbett Road, and they um, were on Santa Barbara and Cape Coral Parkway. And they had 160 acres back in 1922. Now, for those that don't know about Cape Coral, Cape Coral was not uh, developed by the Rosens until 1957. So all of these people had, um, some of them had farms, some of them had cattle. And then your family, though, came in 1914. From, from my notes, say, from Kentucky to Florida. So... Um, <laughs> I can't imagine what your family must have, must have been like. They were such uh, special people to come and, and to, to be without other people and to develop land. Um, the Moulters also came. Um, mm -hmm. And Pat Emerson is very good to the museum too. And she gives quite a few talks about it. Um, and she's even doing a boat. We're having a boat. Um, tour and she's going to give the history about how the cattle came over or cattle how the homesteaders came over from North Fort Myers to Cape Coral area so without without the homesteaders um, I don't think a lot of people would have been drawn to this area too because they were the first to develop yeah it, it, it was from you know my experience and memory and man looking back I wish you know, technology was the way it was. And I could have interviewed my granddaddy for like, I mean, I could interview that guy for days, days, <laughs> so much knowledge. But, you know, I remember him, you know, the old, like, take a canoe to, you know, up here to get to over here and walk like four or five miles. And they're like, you know, six and seven, eight years old doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about panthers and swinging from trees like Tarzan and, all, you know, the, the flies are the mosquitoes, you know, what they had to do uh, to get rid of mosquitoes and all types of stuff. And, um, but you know, the one thing that sticks out with me um, and my brother, I know we always bring it up when we see each other, but it's um, the story about Wild Bill Belvin. Yes. So like my granddaddy talked about him, like he was like a legend to us almost, like Wild Bill Belvin, almost like uh, the, like Paul Bunyan almost of Cape Coral to us. Do you, do, you, do you know about him? I know very little about him. And you're not the, recently we've had other people ask about him. 
So maybe we might have to get together and, and maybe look through the records a little bit more and find out about them. And, and maybe from your brother and you, you can help us with our, with our files on that. Yeah, his um the the what I knew of it was he um he basically was just an older guy, and um he just lived in the woods like in a, like a, a a little hut thing, and okay. I guess he was known like basically walking around with like a homemade little grass skirt thing, and you know like but he could do anything. My granddaddy said he was um super smart, knew the encyclopedia, and the guy just chose to live and a little hut basically mm -hmm. naked 24 7 so um, now, is, now i could that be the same one that's at the trafalgar school I yeah think same, same guy yep yeah. yeah. it's raining <laughs> it's raining here and <laughs> i don't know if you can hear it or not <laughs> no you're all right so um so do you have any other interesting stories about some of these other homesteaders and how, you know what happened um not not too much about them. Um, we do have uh, quite a bit of history with them when you go through the tour. Um, I think, I love the picture of you, your, um, that we now have on our website of your family that, I mean, I can't, when I see the old pictures and, and I think about how, how they must have traveled to get supplies and that, um, it must have, and they lived mostly off the land, I believe, probably mm -hmm. a lot of it. Yeah, and well, that's like all my, um, you know, granddad's life. I mean, I, I should, uh, maybe I'll try, I'll find some pictures and flow them in here, but like um, pictures of him uh, gardening, like just always, always had gardens going, um, you know, two or three of them at a time, citrus trees, you know, in his, he literally he had like a homestead. I mean, mm -hmm. the guy could do, and also could fix anything, could do anything under the sun. And, um, you know, that's something that as generation, time, technology, everything goes by, those skills get kind of lost, you know. And so they were a dying breed, that's for sure. Well, I think also what, what happens too is that next generations do not know about it. So my, my wish is that we make a children's book of the homesteaders of a family so that we will have that at the museum and be able to share with children today so they will know the struggles, not having a cell phone or a computer, but to learn how, how, how the children lived at that time. I think it would be a great experience since it is our area. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, so do you want to roll on that into the, what's that? I said you, your family might be in a, a children's book. You never know. Hey, yeah, you never know. I like crayons, so I'll be all right. I'll, I'll make that out. Um, what about uh, well, the Rosens? You want to get into that next? Well, I had the great honor last year to meet uh, Leonard Rosen's granddaughter, um, Julius Rosen Swift, and she came to the 60th anniversary of the groundbreaking of Cape Coral. So I was able to talk to her a little bit about Leonard and Jack, who she is named after, um, Julius, but they changed it to Julia. Um, and I, I can't imagine just flying over a piece of property in 1957 and deciding to, to build there and to come up with this plan. I don't, I don't think in today's world that that you could have ever done this with the canals and the, 
EPA and all the regulations. Um, but they were they were geniuses to me. They marketed it so wonderfully. I um, I know many. What's fortunate is that with this city, you can meet people that actually worked for the Rosen Brothers. And we have them come into the museum and say, oh, I flew the plane. I, I was a salesperson. Um, but one of my dear friends, um, Mary Lou Ketridge Griffith, um, she's 90, well, she'll shoot me. She's in her 90s now. Um, but she tells me stories of the Rosen Brothers and working with them and having the flights come in. She was in charge of the flights so that they could sell the rose gardens. And actually she talked to my husband today and I said, I was doing this and she says, tell him about the mail boat. They, they didn't have mail. The mail had to come across from Fort Myers. It not only brought the mail, but it brought the doctor over. So there were no bridges. So that's something that today we are spoiled with having so many bridges. Right, so the mail boat. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you know where they got the idea to um, what, what'd they get the idea for the canals? Like where'd that vision come from? Do you know? I, I, that's a good question. I'm not really sure where it came from. I know that they had gone to different locations in Florida. They were, I believe that they were looking for a winter home and they just happened to see this property and it was probably to them a good deal. So they yeah. decided to do this. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and you know, the one thing I don't think we mentioned yet, or not, some people may not know the size of the city of Cape Coral, like how big, you know, this city is compared to other cities in um, Florida. It's the third largest, right? There is still some debate because it just turned, I believe, 120 square miles. And so there, I'm, we are still doing a little bit of statistics on that because I always thought it was the second, and then I found out maybe it was the fifth, and now the third. So I think, I think that that we need to go to the the state and find out for sure. Yeah, let's just call it the biggest city right? and be done with it. Let's just go with the biggest city and be done with it. No one will check. Yeah, that's right. Let's just add on because we keep adding <laughs> on. We keep, people want to be with us. I think your family's property is now in Cape Coral. Has been yeah, they definitely keep expanding. So then. Um, are there any other Rosens that are like here, any of their kin that are still in town? No, I don't believe they ever even lived here. They, um, Julia said she's only been back, she was back one time um, and her grandfather took her for a tour of everything. Um, so none of them really stayed here. And, and they passed away, uh, trying to remember the year that Jack passed away, but it was a number of years ago. Um, he was only in his early fifties. And they had some difficulties, but for the most part, their dream of having a waterfront community has probably, I, I believe it surpassed their dream what has happened. Um, I don't know if many of your viewers are familiar with the Cape Coral Rose Gardens that was at Tarpon Point. Um, that drew in a, a huge crowd. Um, they had porpoise shows, they had rose gardens. Um, it was just magnificent. Um, my brother-in-law, my, I should say my, my husband's family, they were the 12th family to move to Cape Coral. Your so husband's I, family was? Uh -huh. So I hear lots of stories when they were kids too. Um, so my love of history and his being here is kind of a nice combo. Um, but my brother-in-law, he used to do uh, work at the Porpoise Show. Um, and I just, they just brought in 
so much to the area. It's a shame that that um, the economy, the way it was at the point that they had to close the rose gardens and then they had trouble with digging too many canals. Um, but for the most part, they they were good. They were really good business people. Yeah. So like, let's go a little deeper on that rose garden thing. Cause I don't think a lot of people may not know, like, that, that, you know, you're, we're talking about the area of, if you're familiar with Cape Coral, like Tarpon Point Marina, you know, that whole area, which is developed. I mean, Tarpon Point Marina is freaking just amazing. Um, shout out to them and my buddy, Captain John Conway, who captains out of there, but um, awesome place. But why don't you uh, talk a little bit more about Rose Gardens? What, like, what was it? I mean, you know, what, what was the Rose Gardens? Well, it was a, first you would drive in and there were, there were rows and rows of roses. There was even a Cape Coral Rose, gar rose made for the garden. Um, it was, and they even gave it to, was it Lady Bird Johnson? I think um, they even went to Washington and planted some roses there because my theory is they had to grow enough roses to create a rose name. But it was, um, you would go through there. They, they had also a garden with um, the military. They had a reason for doing everything. The military, they were getting retired military people to come and move. So I, in the Rose Gardens, they had John F. Kennedy. They had many um, busts of different roses. And the Imajima that is on um, Veterans Parkway, that was actually at the Rose Garden. So they were very patriotic and, um, and, and I, they had many other things there. Um, just for you to walk around, uh, the Waltzing Waters that is still here today, they, they started there. They met them in, in Germany and saw it and, and brought them here. They had a magic for bringing people to do things for them. And Michael is still doing the Waltzing Waters today all over the world. So. It's quite an accomplishment. Who who was it that started the um the the Rose Gardens? It was the, the Rosen Ro Brothers. Rosen Brothers, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, what's next? What else do you want to talk about? Well, let's see. Um. I think another interesting aspect is that they brought many celebrities into town. Uh, James Mansfield and. Um, did her last movie here, unfortunately, um, before she was killed in an automobile accident, but um, The Fat Spy, and I don't know if you've watched it, but it has a lot of the Rose Garden in it. It's really not the best movie, but it is interesting. <laughs> and Phyllis Diller was here. Um, okay. And also, um, oh, there's just so many that came, came to visit here. And um, Route 66 was here, and then I don't know if you're aware of Farkle, um, Nelson, Danny O'Day, but I'm getting clues from my side. Who, who did Nelson or Danny O'Day? Nestle's. Nestle's, but yeah, but what's his name? Jimmy Nelson. Gee, I had a slip of history memory. Um, but right. Jimmy Nelson is still here, and he did a lot um, of commercials for First Federal when they were here. Uh, and people have stayed here once they, they um, did things for the Rosens. Um, but then I, I think it's, it's unique area and I'm, I'm, I hope 
I, I know so many people feel that it was not maybe laid out as well as it could have been, but you have to remember that it was in the 1950s when they came up with this plan and look at how much we know now. But so they, and they were very, very conscious of having shopping centers and they gave, I believe it was a thousand dollars in the property to churches. Um, they wanted it to be a community. And I think we are a community. Hmm. And then, but then we go to the city of Cape Coral when it was incorporated. A small group of people um, decided that we should incorporate in 1970. Um, so the city will have their 50th anniversary in 2020. I, I think that's a pretty good vision for the future. Yeah, no, 50 years, yeah, for sure. Um, and there was a council, um, Flickinger, uh, Mayor Flickinger was the first mayor and unanimously he was voted by the um, other council people to be the first mayor. And I read something, um, oh, where was it? It was interesting about the price that they were gonna pay for the, um, oh, it was, some residents complained about an annual fee of $15,000 paid to the city attorney um, back in 1970. So things have come a long way. And um, my husband worked for the fire department. Um, and when he was hired, there were nine, um, he was the ninth hiree. And we just had the fire department come to do a tour of the museum. And there were nine of them there just to come in the administration. Um, mostly the administration. And I said, wow, there were nine, you're nine people here and Chris was only the ninth one hired. And now you have what, 120, 25 people working. Hmm. So. Yeah, off camera, he told a story that he um, came to my grandparents' house to put out a bonfire. I'm doing air quotes if you're watching the podcast, um, which was probably them just burning you know anything in the yard so that's pretty funny that he remembered that well it, you remember i think today people are the older generation not the older but the people that if early residents remember so much about it it was it was so different back then and a lot calmer and because we have what almost two hundred thousand people here now right yeah definitely it's grown up i mean even when my when my family comes back from, you know, uh, up from uh, like Gainesville area or something and, you know, they haven't been back for 10 or 15 years and all of a sudden they're just driving around like no clue where to go, you know, don't, don't recognize anything because of how much it's built up. But, you know, Cape Coral is booming. Um, you know, it, it really is. Um, yeah, I, I just, to see where we, if you, and in the museum you can see our first, um, the first city hall we have, and, and then it progresses to, 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 to everyone that we've had. And then to see what we have now, it's just, it, it, it astounds me. I've only lived here since 19, well, when the city was incorporated in 1970, 71. And I can't believe the growth. Do you want to talk about that, um, that fossil they just found? Oh, our fossil. We, we, we're hearing that we might have another one coming to us, but I'm not sure. Yes. I thought I heard there was another one, yeah. There, um, I think what, what makes me so happy, too, is that the city of Cape Coral wanted to preserve it. That means that they are wanting to preserve our history, and that is really a good sign to me. Um, 
because our history is um, so valuable to know our past. But the fossil, it's you'll have to come and see it. It's really a cool, a cool piece. Um, and I don't know if in the future we'll find out if it's a mammoth or a mastodon or if we'll just leave that guessing. But to think they roamed here, right? And they found it through the um, through the utilities department digging doing ex expansions, you know, and we, we have more people moving in, so we need more facilities or utilities. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I wonder, I, I've never been able, I haven't talked to the gentleman that found it, but I, I wonder what he was thinking. Who knows? I was kind of hoping it was skunk ape, to be honest. <laughs> That's well, what maybe, maybe these new pieces will be skunk I don't know. <laughs> hey, crossing my fingers, hoping for it. Love the skunk ape. Cool. Well, um, you know, Wendy, I really do appreciate it. Um, do you have anything else you want to kind of throw in there any, uh, from your cheat sheet there? Are you, you, are you good or you got more? I, I'm good. I, I, would, I would hope that people are just curious about it a little bit now and they'll come to the museum. We, we are open Wednesday through Friday from... 11 to 4 and Saturday from 10 to 2 and and come and visit us. We we also do have monthly meetings um, that we bring in people from different um, aspects of helping Cape Coral or living in Cape Coral. Um, Jim Farrell will be coming this year. Um, Karen Ryan from Lee County Co-op to tell us about how the relationship with um, started with um, the co-op and some other people that'll be very interesting and, and to tell their stories. Huh, cool. That's pretty neat. So they, um, are, are you out there on social media as well? The historical yes. museum? We have our, well, we do have Facebook and we do have our website and, and we, we also do have a bluegrass jamboree every year. And, and this year we we've expanded. We'd like to try to get local people and then we've expanded to a nationally known band called New Blue. So that's pretty exciting. And that's right behind the museum. So you can um, have a peek of the museum. We're just not open that day, but um, it is a beautiful setting back there. Cool, 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 cool. Well, I'll make sure we put all your information in our um, in the body of uh, the Facebook posts out there. So you guys, you're interested in Cape Coral, go check out the Cape Coral Historical Museum. See Wendy and whoever else is in there working, check it out. Uh, you want to get involved, jump in with them. I'm sure they'll be happy to have your help. Uh, so, guys, hope you enjoyed this. Don't forget, if you know someone that's uh, maybe thinking about moving to Cape Coral or they may be interested in Cape Coral, share this video with them. I'd appreciate it. I know Wendy would. Right, Wendy? I would definitely appreciate it. And right. we do have volunteers, so please come and help us. Yeah, no doubt. Everyone needs volunteers. So you guys like, share, and subscribe to my uh, YouTube page if you're watching there, Facebook over there. You listen to the podcast, share and subscribe to that bad boy as well. So guys, we got some more of these Southwest Florida his history uh, coming up. Fort Myers, Pine Island, Sanibel, we got some more coming. So you guys, thanks for watching. Wendy, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. You guys take care. Hey guys, that wraps up that episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. Appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something about Cape Coral. 
be on the lookout for future episodes coming up. Sanibel, uh, Pine Island, Fort Myers. So trying to get some more guests on that will talk about the history of our area. So hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Helps your boy Tim out. I'd really appreciate it. Throw me a rating, a review even, whatever. I need you. Um, you know, want to connect on social media? Please do. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, Tim Hart Jr. So you'll find me. Um, please call me anytime. I can help you with anything or your clients. 239-437-4278. Guys, this is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage and host of the Heartbeat Show podcast. So keep on living the dream. Southwest Florida, take it easy. Mm-hmm.